0: time we had another conversation. I want to hear about how lost and stubborn your precious creation has become. You have tried over and over again to muddy those waters to cloud their understanding of my perfect love. My goal isn't to get them to be with me. My goal is to keep them from being with you. Your time of destruction is coming to an end. Why? Why? Jesus, my son. Ah! The move of my spirit is powerful, and there is nothing you can do to stop it. Oh, but I have. Over and over again. I have used so many to stop you. Oh, so that's why my church no longer exists? No, I did. I I stopped what could have been. (laughs) I think our
1: little chat has come to an end. All right, we are back with Robert Shepard, who is the <laughs> head honcho <laughs> of the universe uh, in the movie uh, Lucifer and the Father. Um, and and it, it, you guys are gonna be blown away when you see this epic performance that he does, which I gotta say was an epic performance. Uh, he does such a great job. Uh, and, and, um, but, but, but back to the, the, the idea that god has this plan for our lives the big question i think that when it comes to the issue of faith is the the why do how do i say it why why do bad things happen to good people mm-hmm. you know um, do you think that god chooses who he entertains that question to and chooses not to or is it just like
0: you'll figure it out what do you think about that like
1: do you feel like do you feel like he has to answer us?
0: Well, in in reality, I don't know that he has to, but I think the concept that you have to come up with and realize is that first of all we're in a fallen world. Right. You know, and I just cannot accept that everything that, you know, God has caused this bad thing and that bad thing I believe it's because we're in a sinful world yeah and our sinful nature really is the is what's happening here and God is still going to be God and he can redeem yeah us yeah for sure
1: I, I I am always amazed by people who who choose to see God as the bad guy. Because he doesn't stop everything, he, he's all powerful. He could stop everything. I always, I'm always fascinated at their ability to take out the human corruption out of it. Like, and and they stick to their guns that we're the victims, you know. And I'm just like, man, I, I guess maybe I'm a man who's in tune with his crazy, and so I know the problems that I cause on myself. And 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 so it's like when people don't want to be honest with themselves about what sin
0: is and what the effect of sin really causes? Well, I think that that is probably the devil's greatest tool in his toolbox is to say, look, how could there be a God if there's these bad things coming on? So I really believe that that is the enemy's number one attack that he uses to keep people from really focusing on God uh, and his ultimate goodness for and sure. ultimate
1: salvation for sure
0: for sure that that
1: that that you know uh, besides giving people to not believe i don't even i'm not even sure if atheists actually believe and, and and i'm i definitely i mean i don't believe i don't think that atheists really believe that there is no god, I think they're saying prove to me that there is, but they know that there's something i i don't know i struggle with that yeah. I, I don't believe atheists well, exist well. <laughs>
0: This is really an old thing that you hear, but, you know, there was a saying that in wartime, there's no atheism in in the the foxhole.
1: That's right.
0: (laughs) Because, you know, you're
1: going, oh, God, please. Exactly. Um, So the idea, you know, and it's so funny how when we talk about God, uh, you know, there's this, it's like the Old Testament idea, you know, and I hear people things like, I haven't seen it, but I'd love to hear from you, where people are like, oh God's, he's a wrathful God, he's genocidal, he's this, he's that, he's this. And I see God's love throughout the Bible. Do you see God in segments or do you see, you know, like God from, from the beginning and the end, or how, what's, your, how, what's your vision? Cause I see him as interactive and responsive, you know, and he has a personality. I don't feel like I get to tell God how he's going to respond to human issues.
0: No, and that's the human nature to want to do that. <laughs> or if it doesn't turn out the way that I think it should, yeah. then God has let me down. Right. But who had the faulty? <laughs> yeah. Who had the faulty theory here? It wasn't God. Yeah. It was probably me.
1: But which is know. weird. You know, I guess because if the end result is that it doesn't work out for us, somebody has to be the bad guy. This is where it gets weird. I have heard more conversations where God is the bad guy and nobody ever brings up Lucifer. I mean, even amongst Christians, it's always either like God must allow this for my good or God God hates me or God this and God this. But you never really hear, it's like, Lucifer's always getting a pass. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you noticed
0: that? Well, I do think, I, I think that's uh, actually true uh, for some really weird reason because, you know, Lucifer, this is kind of his domain yeah. down yeah. here yeah. To, <laughs> right. to try to do as much as he can to take our eyes off of uh, the goodness that God really has for us Yeah, if we turn our lives over to him completely.
1: And, you know, um, when I think about fear, oh, man. It, you know, when I think about the dangers of fear, the, and one of the biggest things that he's done now is, no, uh, oh, that was close. I, was, I kind of make sure I don't say anything about the movie. But the, the, if, if if I were an atheist and I wanted to, 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 and I'm checking this whole Bible thing out to see how much, the one thing I would definitely do is try to stop the church. You know, if I was a, if I was a Satanist, Luciferian, if I was a dis, like a, a disciple of Satanism, or the church would be my number one target, because that's the one place that's talking about the Word of God. Like, let's get rid of that thing. If I was an atheist, I would have to notice that, right? And so, even if you don't believe in God, still look at this epic battle where somebody is trying to get rid of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And you can see that attack today. You can see that in modern culture that they're literally trying to get rid of the word of God and prayer and prayer And, and, and prayer while calling the shots. Now, here's what's interesting. They'll accept it. If we change what's in it, which we don't have the authority to do. So my question to you is. When you were playing God, which some people wouldn't want to touch, <laughs> when you were playing God, how did you perceive His love for man and His—I don't want to say frustration with man, but but His grief towards man, because it does say He grieved Him at His heart that He even made man, um, and and. Yeah, how did, how did you perceive that, how he manages his love and his, his
0: offense towards sin? I really felt like that God's love was unfailing, regardless of what was going on uh, at the time. It was Lucifer who kept <laughs> trying to say, oh, look at this, look what right. that happened, you know, on and on and on. But God stayed the same.
1: Yes, that's the consistency I'm talking about you and you you did a very good job uh the, the the this idea that I think that's what that, that's what Lucifer tries to sell is that you cannot be saved now mm-hmm. so don't even try mm-hmm. uh, I nobody wants you so don't try you you you've missed your dream you know don't don't try I think intimidation is one of his constructs uh Definitely fears one of his constructs, but I think he he loves to see believers fall.
0: And yes, you, you know what I mean. And he brings that up in 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 our in, our, right. in our movie. He throws he tries to throw that into my face yeah. as the father. You know? Yeah, Look no, how that happens. Yeah, this, you like know. you got right now. That,
1: that, which is my next question, actually. So it's a, it's about the church in modern culture. Um, it it obviously to most people, uh, it does look like the church is losing influence in America, and and it it seems like a lot of Christian families and, and believers are going. God, when are you going to do something? How, what are you going to do? Like we're losing people, or people are walking away. Um, why do you think God is so okay? you know, and I know that this comes up in the, from the conversation, but why do you think God is so okay with the church constantly being un, under
0: scrutiny by people when that's his bride? Well, I'm not sure that God is okay with that, <laughs> number one. I, so I don't good. I don't really think that he is, and yeah. it's not God that is bringing that criticism. It's not God that's pointing out the frailty of the ministers that have fallen, you know, it is, it is, I believe it's part of the enemy's plan uh, to take away from the power of the church and the body of Christ. That is
1: beautifully put. I, I, so you know my style, I fuss at everybody. So I, on Facebook, on social media, you guys will see me kind of giving the church a hard time. And I do that on purpose, uh, because I want people to be accountable. I want people to think about their actions and things like that. Now, here's the thing. I had a message sent to me recently, and it said, Duke, I'd be very careful when you come at the church, I'd be very careful because he was because there's someone waiting for an excuse and you might be providing that mm. for them. He said, and he said, "Be a consistent source of love." and let that come back, you know, so me being ex-infantry, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like. That's, that's pretty good that stuff, pretty, that's, that's pretty yeah. hardcore. So what ends up happening is like, I got this old infantry side of me that I'm like, God, whenever we need to use that side, it's always available, you know what I mean? And that's kind of what was getting me in trouble on social media, but but uh, when he showed me that I don't need that anymore, and I'm like, well, then how do we fight against evil? And I was like, we, cause we sure can't love it, right? But it's like, no, nah, you, you, it's maturity, which is definitely a, a weird thing, uh, because, especially for somebody as as immature as myself, uh, but but it's interesting because it's like, wait, maturity, like, if I know someone's an unbeliever or a non-believer, they don't believe, why would I expect a godly response from them?
0: Yes, yes. It's, a,
1: it's so weird, because... You, you know when i see people ready to fight it's like man and then, and then okay what's your interpretation of christ getting punched in the face when, right before he was being crucified
0: oh my goodness well you know i, I passion of the christ so brought that you know to me. i i it uh, if you could, had never felt it before you would That'll have to it. feel it there it was yeah. so in, in incredibly real and it just uh, well it just shows his overwhelming love for us to go through that
1: and and that's the it's stuff like that where I can appreciate him calling us to maturity because I know for a fact it has actually happened to me once where I got punched in the face and I responded in the Word of God uh, it was totally by accident, though. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> it was an accident. But I did it, and the guy's response was Can you give me a ride home? <laughs> <And> <laughs> he, yeah. He, find out he, he his, his family was in ministry. He was hanging out with some knuckleheads. He didn't have anywhere to go. He was in the Navy and was just trying to connect. He had just got home from the, you know, uh, just got here. He didn't know anybody. So he was hanging out with the wrong crew. And when I responded as a word of God, he was like, oh wow, you, uh, and we ended up giving him a ride home. But I, and I, I, that comes to my remembrance because of the way Christ responded. But when I talk about maturity, what a great example, right? And then I see, you know, Lucifer in his kind of frustration, just constantly scheming. Do you ever think that, do you think that Lucifer, I've heard this before, people don't freak out when I ask this question. This question I'm asking is because of the fact that I've heard it so many times. People have asked me over and over again, why doesn't just God redeem Lucifer? Why can't Lucifer be saved? Because I know he's always scheming, but what what is
0: your thoughts on that? Well, now that is quite a question. Uh, number one, um, you know, because he's not human as we are. But the thing about we as humans, we have our own will. We can do, and I don't think that that's in his being or right. housing that he ever wants to be redeemed he wants to undercut and and he wants to do everything he can to tear down the bride I, so yeah I don't think he would uh, you know could he not be willing yeah. I don't know that's above yeah. my pay grade I guess you know I was a little bit
1: more vague on it until I saw Lucifer the father really yeah I, I, I was I, I was trying to figure out scenarios, but uh, the the def- Lucifer and the Father honed that question in for me for sure, because I never wanted to, you know, overcomplicate it, and I didn't want to oversimplify it. But when I saw Lucifer and the Father, and it wasn't just the betrayal, it was the things that were being said, and I'm like, yeah there's there's no desire for salvation in you mm-hmm. does that make sense you know that it's like you this need to destroy the church this need to destroy the the even when, when you're okay especially as as Americans we have to accept the fact that there are other religions here and other beliefs people who don't believe in God right mm-hmm. that's one of the things that makes us special uh, interesting enough I think it's wrong when we just attack people's faith, because that's a part of that person. And so, for for Lucifer to just attack, like I've led people to the Lord by sharing my faith, Mm -hmm. not attacking theirs. Right. You know what I mean? And it's so interesting to me that Lucifer is so comfortable causing disbelief and. Oh, you guys got to see it. There's some things that get said that are just like, well, there's no redeeming that. You know what I mean? And, I, and, I, and I, I'm I, definitely talking to the little kids because I know that's the number one question that little kids ask me is, why don't we pray for the devil? Have you guys ever done it? Have you guys ever, <laughs> have you guys ever tried to pray for the devil and see if, okay, make sure. I had to make sure my kids didn't do it. But, but it's a common thought, like, well, who's tried to lead Lucifer to the Lord? you know what i mean i'm like you know he was kind of in heaven when it all started he kind of had a head start but how do you feel about that
0: well he had an opportunity you know but he actually got kicked out of uh out of heaven yeah
1: you know so. jesus said i, I saw you get kicked out like lightning
0: yes it's hard yes. well look listen
1: uh we're going to play this commercial for uh, Hoodies for the Homeless that Robert Shepherd also did. Uh, this guys everywhere. But this is Hoodies for the Homeless with Robert Shepard.
0: Homeless people. My area of Virginia estimates 5,783 people living on the streets. A Google search can show the homeless number in your state. You can make a difference. Please send a message that God loves the homeless and has not forgotten them. Go to www.comingsoonjesus.org and click on Fundraising. Purchase the Coming Soon Jesus t-shirt or hoodie. The CSJ team delivers the shirts and hoodies to homeless shelters, churches, and even directly to the homeless. Together, we can make a difference. Together, we can help the homeless. Please go to www.comingsoonjesus.org purchase a t-shirt or hoodie for the homeless today. God bless you, as you bless the homeless. All right, that was
1: Hoodies for the Homeless. Please make sure you support. Uh, thank you for doing that, for, uh, by the way. That was really cool of you. My pleasure. To the, man, Robert Shepherd is here. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but um, in this last segment, I want to ask you about Faith in Films. Uh, You mentioned Passion in Christ earlier. Of course, you're in Lucifer and the Father. Have you seen the trend of Hollywood having this conversation more throughout the years about supernatural activity
0: and and the existence of God? Oh, yes. I I think it's there, although I don't know that they always put a spiritual you know, tie to it, but uh, again, you know, a lot of the disaster films, the last day things, I mean, those are just kind of right out of Revelation, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it is there. But the other thing that I think is encouraging is there's also this group of more independent filmmakers that are actually bringing some incredible films yeah. you know like sound of freedom right uh, jesus revolution um those are just two that recently came to, to my mind and they've done really well at the yeah. box office yeah and that actually gets hollywood's attention
1: you know and, and I, I gotta say you know uh Great work to Angel Studios. You know, I mean, they've just done such a great job, Angel Studios. um, And then, of course, uh, you know, Jerry Jenkins is is, uh, is a friend of mine. He wrote the book Left Behind. uh, And then, uh, and then Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins. And then I'm gonna say Jerry. I told you I was gonna. To call you out, it's like the great job uh, for such an epic film. You know the epic book, which then Kurt Cameron turned into a film, and then they re-released it with Nick Cage. Nick Cage, man, you. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm operating in forgiveness. <laughs> <I> mean, Nick, <laughs> you, <laughs> Nicky. But uh, <laughs> but 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 I was going to say is that I, I there was a film that we we. Uh, that introduced me to the FFX Theater called Hollywood Teach Us to Pray. And since the 60s, in all these, she was shown all these films where prayer was a part of the film. And I thought that was fascinating, but of course when you get to the opening scene of Passion of Christ it starts with the Garden of Gethsemane, mm-hmm. where Jesus is there praying. You know, I mean, how much is, you know, for, for when you, being that you played the character of God, And there's this amazing scene on Bruce Almighty where he has the power of God and he has to deal with all these prayers. I wanted to know your interpretation of uh, it's going to sound like a stupid question, but it's it's really it's really stupid, not just just stupid. But but what's your interpretation on how you would deal with these prayers? Like, say, Bruce on Bruce Almighty, he made. Yahweh instead of yahoo Yahweh (laughs) where it all went to emails but what's how would you deal like like as God what what do you what is in your imagination what do you think God does to deal with all the prayers that come to him
0: well I think he is probably very uh, benevolent if you will because I think he looks at the heart yeah what is behind the prayer I don't think it's so much how great or how beautiful that prayer is. Is it sincere? Is it from the heart? And people should never be afraid to pray. Mm. you know and you find some people that are also very reluctant to pray out loud and and I just feel like that don't don't worry about that. Yeah. you know God knows your heart, and if he, if he loves you and you know he does and that loves coming forward, then it's going to be that prayer. It's going it to be,
1: be yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, I mean, you you, you see, you actually see Jesus say the same thing, you actually see him say, right? like, don't perform when you pray, really? You know, yeah, that, that's a, a real solid point. Um, what do you say, to, to the, back to the, the people who say they're afraid to pray, what do you say to the, the that, My say, I don't want to bother God with this. I'm not going to pray about this
0: because it's too small of an issue oh i i just don't uh i just don't relate to that philosophy at all i actually think we should have a continual conversation going on with god all the time yeah and it doesn't have to be a formal i'm going to get down on my knees and turn to a certain direction it should be when you're driving down the road wow. when you're getting up in the morning yeah you know when you're exercising whatever it is there should be that communication with God yeah because he loves us and he wants fellowship with us yeah
1: you know and and you see you you, when I look at the desperation of Lucifer uh, not not even just from the movie the Lucifer that I feel like I saw in the movie is the same Lucifer that I feel like I saw in the the like the the temptation we, you know, when he was tempting the Lord, like, you know, I'll give you the whole city, like, mm-hmm. like, like this power check. Like, I'm just as powerful as you, buddy. You know what I mean? And it's it's a little too familiar. <laughs> you know, you're a little too familiar. Like, like, you know that this is the guy that, that creates it. But I get it. His this level of dismissiveness. Uh, and I think that it, it caused me, when I saw Lucifer and the father and I saw how you betrayed him. Uh, uh, portrayed or not betrayed, him, portrayed them the way you portrayed God. I realize there's a side of God that most of us really did not consider, and that is strategy. You know, I mean, we, we we go all knowing, all powerful, but when you ask, okay, okay, how do you implement that into a fallen, broken world where your power can destroy everything? How do you implement that? And that strategy. You know, like, he's very strategic, and I think that's where that plan comes into play. And when I look at Jesus, and I go, wait a minute, Jesus wasn't created in the womb of Mary. You know, he was here before the foundations of the earth. He was, God had it already prepared for him there. Um, why do you think it's so hard for people to trust God?
0: I think basically we're selfish. <laughs> we just want to do what we want to do. And I, I think also there's a misunderstanding of what that relationship with God is. I think a lot of people think, oh, If I turn my life over to God, I can't do this, I can't do that. You know, we have added a lot of other things, barriers almost, that make people from becoming a Christian. So I say, don't worry about that. Take the first step. You know, invite Jesus into your heart, and these other things will ultimately take care of themselves, and you actually won't even be concerned about it. So don't worry about all this other stuff you know, out there that the devil wants to say, well, if you become a Christian, you're probably not going to get, you know, on and on and on. Forget about all that. Yeah. Because the relationship is going to be worth it. Oh, absolutely. When, when did you come into the faith? Uh, I was in seventh grade and went to a little country church and there was a revival. And I just, when the call came to, you know, you come forward, knew. I just, I, I, I i'd actually been feeling I should have done it probably a year before I actually did, Wow, wow, but uh, I felt now that was the time, you know well, we are out of time we're here with Robert Shepard,
1: the also author, not just actor but also author of the book Delay is Not Denial, so make sure you check that out, but he is playing in the film lucifer and the father uh and so i'm excited about this because uh not only is uh this going to be a i believe an amazing uh series i believe that it's going to impact people and get people talking again uh and which is kind of we've kind of been handed the ball in a sense because people are already talking but to be able to put a visual to it is absolutely going to be amazing god bless you guys see you soon make sure you go to JusticePictures.com, and check out uh, Lucifer the Father on JusticePictures.com. Love you guys.